Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Secret Spaces, the Kilroy Party with Kevin Smith and Legend Dow. Let's take a listen. For those of you, if this is your first Secret Spaces, we do them every week. We look at the biggest and best news from around the secret ecosystem. Obviously, no bigger news today than what's being done by the Legend Dow team. What's being done with Kilroy is here. We've been dropping news about Kilroy for the last couple of months because it's a massive, massive initiative. Super excited to have a bunch of representatives from that project here on the call today, including the man himself, Kevin Smith, joining us to talk about the movie, talk about the process of creating it. Guy from Secret Labs to talk about uh, the technology behind getting this to market uh, and how it's utilizing Secret as a layer one blockchain in a way that's only possible on Secret Network, which is really, really exciting. Um, trying to revolutionize pretty much every aspect of the Web2 world. And today we're talking about how we're doing that for movies and content creators. Already have Legend Dow up on stage. If you want to say hello quickly while we look for our other contributors to join the room. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? Throw an emoji if, if it's going really well. Throw, throw a heart or a clap if you're excited about the Kilroy Mint or about Secret in general. We're, we're just super excited to be kicking this off. Yes, we are, guys. And, you know, Public Mint is going to start in an hour. Here's everybody's chance to mint the first full-length feature film ever to be minted as an NFT. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from Guy on this and the technology behind it. Super exciting. Awesome sauce. Yeah, we think this is going to be a a fairly large one today. I see already a couple people that I want to bring up on stage Mm -hmm. right away. Let's get these invites out on stage. I've sent an invite over to Kevin and I already see Jay joining us on stage who uh, is a huge part of the lore here and I'm a huge fan personally so welcome up to the stage man really glad to have you this week secret spaces you and Kevin I'm here welcome and you're here too hey welcome everybody it's Kilroy day man I'm so hyped man Kilroy day it took a minute to uh, find the spaces to get to you guys I thought I was uh, hosting it but I went searching and found you guys Happy to be here. Oh, my Lord, everybody. History is being made as we speak. And, I, and, and for folks out there who are like, wait a second, I'm going to buy the first film minted as an NFT by a guy who couldn't even get on fucking Twitter spaces on his own. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are, kids. I'm a technological idiot, but that hasn't kept me from finding technological brilliance with the secret network folks and here at Legend Dell. What I don't know they more than make up for. And today, we enter the annals, not annals, of history, man, as we mint the first film as an NFT. Cannot wait. I just put up a bunch of pictures. I went deep into my uh, uh, laptop photo archives, uh, moved past all my fucking copious amounts of dick pics, and found 
beautiful artwork, photos uh, from when we were actually shooting Kilroy, um, which we started shooting before I had a heart attack and then finished after the heart attack. We shot this down in Sarasota with the kids at Ringling College of Art and Design. Semcor produced it. Um, and Robert Kurtzman, the guy who uh, was part of KMB Effects Group, legendary monster maker, uh, rubber effects master and whatnot. Um, the guy who's so big, his, it, one of his most famous prosthetic jobs in the movies was making Marky Mark's dick for Boogie Nights. He made Tusk for us, and he created our Kilroy. So you'll see lots of his bloody handiwork all over the movie. Man, movie's fun. Throwback to uh, Creep Show, Tales from the Dark Side, horror anthologies that I grew up watching. Chris Jericho's in it. Jay Muse is in it. I put my kid in it. Harley's in it. And it's got a great cast of characters, man. But, oh, my Lord, once the knives and machetes start swinging, and the blood starts falling. Kilroy is kind of like a kid protector uh, horror monster. And so uh, we got some cool stories in which he uh, sooner or later shows up to deliver justice to those who uh, treat kids unkindly, man. So it's a hell of a picture. And here we are today making history with Legend Dow, the Secret Network. Guy and, and Secret reached out to me uh, a while back when we started mouthing off about how we we're going to auction this movie by ourselves to the highest bidder. And guy was like, don't Martin Shkreli this man. Like don't, don't Wu-Tang album this. Don't sell it to the highest bidder. Like what if we minted a bunch of them and people could be part of the community? And I was like, Oh my, that makes way more sense. So here we are today, man. Thanks to secret waving us down as we were lost um, in the metaverse. And they said, come here. We have, we've got purchase for you, man. Shelter from the storm. And we've been talking about this day for so long, and here we are. I'm sorry, I've been babbling. I should let that others talk. It's a party, so others should talk. <laughs> hey, man, it is a party. We're, we're all excited to party with you. We're excited to have the mint kicking off. I'll, I'll be the MC only just to kind of keep us organized, because obviously everybody wants to hear from you. Everybody wants to hear from the actors. Everybody wants to hear from the technologists making this all possible. So let me set up the structure for just a second because we got a couple housekeeping things we got to do first and foremost to make sure that people know where to go to mint. Uh, we'll let uh, the Legend Out guys drop a little information on that. Just quickly, um, this is Secret Spaces. We do this every week. This week, obviously, massive for the Kilroy party, celebrating the mint, celebrating, as Kevin is saying, the first of its kind project to try to mint a movie as an NFT to do something kind of insane uh, like that really takes... Uh, an insane amount of effort on a technical side, but also an insane amount of creative acumen and just the willingness to like try something and have it fail or succeed spectacularly. Love working with creators like that. Love to have a number of them here up on stage already. Let's go around. Let's do some personal intros. After the personal intros, uh, I'll let you guys know how to claim your secret badge, your own Freedom Mint NFT just for attending this space. And then we'll drop all the details on the Mint so you know where to go. And then we'll get into the meat of it. There's so much to talk about. But for everybody who's up on stage, uh, let's let uh, Guy self-introduce. Then we'll go to Kevin. Then we'll go to Jay. And then we'll pass it back over to Legend Dow to talk a little bit about the Mint. Also, Chris Jericho, I see you there in the audience. I sent you a speaker uh, request. Come come join us, man. Yeah, it's a party, man. Come on stage. We'd love. I'm sure people have questions for you or you might want to share some of your stories from filming. So in the meantime, uh, Guy, if you're ready to go, 
uh, with your introduction, then pass it to Kevin, we'll pass it to Jay, and then we'll come right back around. Yeah, of course. Hey, everyone. Um, this is an unbelievably exciting day. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm very proud of the uh, Secret Labs team, uh, Legend Dow team, uh, Secret Network as a whole, and obviously, you know, Kevin, the, the, the Kev, Jay, and Chris, and uh, uh, David from Semcore, who's the executive producer, and pretty much everyone who worked on this. I, I don't think like we can even begin to explain how many things worked on this project, both from like the movie content angle and then on the, let's say, the technical integration side, because this is indeed the first. Um, for those who don't, who don't know me, uh, my name is Guy Ziskind. I'm the uh, I'm the founder of Secret, essentially, uh, and the CEO of Secret Labs, which is the core development company um, building the core infrastructure for Secret, um, and also the Legend DAO lead. So Legend DAO is hosting this um, um, very cool uh, NFT drop. Legend DAO itself is uh, kind of of an NFT platform, this NFT launchpad with a lot of like cool gamified aspects uh, and there's a lot to come there, but it specializes in, it specializes in really bringing unique projects that use secret NFTs in an interesting way that, um, uh, you know, can really move the needle with what NFTs can do. And I think we're, we're doing that today um, with uh, this uh, amazing project. Um, yeah, maybe I'll pass it on to, to the next guy. That's uh, that's about me, Secret Legend, a little bit. Was well, the yeah. next guy me? I could be the next guy. I'm not sure. This is Jericho here. And I, too, like our illustrious leader, Kevin Smith, had never heard of the uh, Twitter space. And uh, I've now figured it out. So more technology is always better. Chris, it's Kevin. Let me tell you something. You're going to love the spaces thing going forward. It's just something you could jump on and just talk. It's pretty amazing. But look, before we uh, talk about Twitter spaces, let me talk about Chris Jericho <laughs> and Kilroy, because Chris is amazing in the movie, gives a wonderful performance. Uh, Chris has been a performer for most of his life, charming as hell. He's been in uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot with us. But even before we did that, Chris came out to Sarasota in the middle of the night when we were shooting, Kilroy was here, shows up to set, and he had a lot of dialogue because he was playing a streamer character. So he's addressing the camera in a long monologue. It's not like he's got lines back and forth with other people, dialogue as they call it. That's easy to remember because you have prompt lines. Somebody says something, even if you can't remember the line necessarily, you know, you're answering somebody's question so you could kind of get close. Chris didn't have that. He was literally working solo in the dark and with with monologues, pages of full monologues. And then when I when he showed up, I layered a difficulty on top of it. I was like, Chris, since you're streaming, you also need to hold the camera. You need to be the DP, the cinematographer. So I'm here to tell you, like, not only can Chris Jericho bust out the bubbly, man, a little bit of the bubbly, uh, not only can he dominate in the ring, but he shows up to your set. Not only can he act, he could shoot your fucking movie as well. That's how talented Chris <laughs> Jericho is, for heaven's sakes. Well, the, the cool thing about this is that Kevin and I, Kevin and I have been friends for, for a while. And, you know, it's the typical thing. Hey, we should, we should make a movie together. We should tour together, bands always say. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do something sometime. Thinking that, you know, you never know when it's going to happen. So Kevin says, 
uh, we're in Sarasota. You live in Tampa. And he, the, the line, he said, do you want to come and play with us? And I said, sure. So I thought I was going to get a, you know, a part of like, you know, bouncer number four or whatever it may be in the movie. But when he sent me the script, the whole, like Kevin said earlier, it's an anthology and the whole kind of story of this part of the anthology around my character. And I couldn't believe it. It was just like page after page of dialogue and, and, you know, soliloquies and all this other thing. And I just thought, Hey, this is amazing. What a way to start my career with Kevin Smith and B it's like, I better be fucking good, man, because Kevin Smith has directed some of the greats of all time and some of the not so greats that I, I don't want to fit in on the bottom end of the scale. So it was really getting thrown into the, into the deep end with both feet, but I was more than ready to give it a try and really, really happy with what we did. And I've still never seen it. I haven't seen anything from this movie, Kevin, nothing. So I'm excited to, to see it when it's finally, uh, when it finally gets minted. Oh boy. Well then do we have, you still have it? How, how, have, how have you not seen it? Like, bro, I'm not even kidding. This isn't just like blowing you up. Cause we're on the show. You are so fucking good in the movie. Like you're you're wonderful in the ring and and uh, you know you command you know how to enthrall an audience. It's way harder to do what Chris does in the real world than on a movie set. A movie set you just got to enthrall the camera at the end of the day. You ain't even got to enthrall the crew or the rest of the cast. The camera is what you got to capture. Um, when you're in front of ten thousand people or more, you know that's a lot harder work. But if you can master that arena, oh my God, stepping into film. All he had to do was play to one person in the audience, so to speak, the camera. And man, you are so damn good. Uh, the reward for doing Kilroy Was Here was not a reward at all. I said, come do Jane Silent Bob reboot. And I made him a villain yet again. Twice he's played a heel for me in movies. However, what I'd like to do is, what do they call the reverse heel turn, where heel turns into a good guy? Baby face, a baby face. That's what we got to do as a baby face. Cause Chris is like, is just such a lovely human being. And him and I have been talking about for years doing a Canadian James Bond. Movie. <laughs> and that's where he would get to be uh, charming. Uh, the person he is in real life. The person he plays in Kilroy's here is, is nasty individual person. He could play in our Canadian James Bond movie is the most polite super spy of all time. <laughs> oh my word <laughs> trust me i'm, I'm gonna watch Please. all of this Thanks, eh? <laughs> <laughs> there it is oh my god you just heard it a taste kids a preview but that no bullshit man your performance i I'm, we're gonna make sure we get this over to you so you can see uh you we gotta mint chris his his own kilroy was here um once you see it dude you'll put it on your reel and be like oh my god i am a great actor oh well thanks man once again uh and the cool thing with working with you a couple times now it's for people that don't know, Kevin Smith is a total dictator on set as a director. Uh, actually, <laughs> actually half, you were half right when you said dick in the first <laughs> And tater. That's, yeah, that's, that's true at that point. H absolutely. Hater, hater talks. Um, honestly, though, Kevin was, is such a, uh, a cool director to work with because he's very open. Hey, Kevin, what do you think about this for my character? Sure, it's your character. Is there any choice or is there anything you want me to No, it's your character. Do do what you think is best and gave a couple little tips here and there, but mostly just let the much like what I've heard Clint Eastwood does. You hire people and cast people for a reason. So you let the pros be pros. And but un the, unlike, 
unlike Clint Eastwood, zero success of the same measure. <laughs> but but I do. I, I like I was I was just on a set yesterday, unrelated uh, acting, working for somebody else. And we had this quick conversation, me and a crew member, about how once you get to this level, everybody's pretty much a Jedi. Like everybody can do right. the job very well. And then it becomes layers of how well they could do the job. Some, you know, are, adapt to it quickly. Some might need a, uh, an explanation or a push. Um, you were like fish to water, man. You were like, you're, again, I'm talking to a guy. It's not like, you know, oh man, he's never acted before. Like you stepped onto the set and after the first rehearsal take, I was just like, okay, he's, he's cut from the same cloth as the rest of us. Um, so yeah, man, you, if you needed no help and that is true that he's right. That's kind of how I direct. I'm just, yeah. I, I really show people what we did more than direct. Like I'll go back and rewatch a take with them and be like, you know, what do you think? And let them self-correct. I, I kind of leave it up to the talent to self-correct rather than me come over and be like, do this, do this, do this. The only time I really get involved is when like something technical has to be done. Like, oh, I need this line. Otherwise the next line doesn't work. Or I need you in this angle. Otherwise it doesn't work. But other than that, you give them the lines and you just let them go. And that's what you did that night. You were absolute magic yeah. in, in, in the woods. This is, this is some amazing behind the scenes stuff, guys. We should get into all this. I just want to make sure we get through the top of space agenda because this is the day of the Kilroy Mint. There's probably some people in here who saw you guys join the space saw Kevin come in, saw Chris come in, saw Jason come in, and they're like, I don't even know where to go to be a part of this, so I'm going to tell you right now how to be a part of this, and then we'll also let Jason self-introduce. If you want to be a part of the Kilroy story, that's the whole point of minting these Kilroy NFTs. You become a part of the story and where the story is going. You are part owner of this entire experience. So let me quickly hand it over to the Legendow account. The Legendow guys can tell you where to go, you're gonna to go to kilroywashere.io and you'll be able to see what the heck is going on with this stuff. You can mint some Kilroy NFTs for yourself when the public mint goes live and I think just at the top of the hour. But yeah, what else did you wanna tell us? Legendow account, uh, just to make sure while we've got everybody in here that they know where to go to become a part of this. Yeah, And then we can sure. get back to the good stuff. We will just uh, add the link uh, and if now the public mint will start and you can get your very own Kilroy and join the creators community. Uh, basically, you can help us write uh, the rest of the anthology. I'm sure Kevin uh, would love to discuss that uh, later on. But um, yeah, guys, I mean, this is the this is the moment. Become a part oh, yeah. of NFT history. I've also got a link in the pinned tweet. If you look here, I know some of you are new to secret spaces, including some of our guys up here on stage, but you'll look, there's a pinned tweet here where it says the Kilroy was here mint party starting now. You click that link, it's going to have some information about how you can actually just claim a free to mint NFT alongside trying to go and mint your Kilroy NFT. We've got free to mint NFTs today called secret badges. Click the link in there. That's going to take you to the page on Stash where you can mint your own special secret badge. Of course, you can't do it without the special claim code. So if you've made it this far, I'm going to tell you the claim code right now, because it's your chance to become legendary, just like Kilroy. And the code is legendary. All one word, all caps, legendary. That's your claim code. Go click the link in the pinned tweet. Go mint your freedom mint secret badge. Let that be your first entry point into the ecosystem if you've never minted one. And then go get your own Kilroy. Go get your own Kilroy and become part of this. Uh, I think that was all the housekeeping. I want to get back to the good stuff. We should let Jay talk. 
because he's up here. And it's I, I love the reversal of roles here. I'm sure you guys get this all the time where Kevin comes up and can't shut up. And then we've got Jay here sitting quietly in the background. <laughs> what do you want to say for yourself, man? I've been sitting here wondering if uh, if I was one of the lower scale greats that's been uh, directed by Kevin Smith, Chris. Am I on the lower <laughs> or higher end? <laughs> I was like, that's a great question. Me? I think Am I think maybe uh, maybe in the first couple movies for sure lower, but now you're definitely the star. You're well, the highest. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, this is awesome. Again, uh, same with every. Um, you know, I know Kevin mentioned it, and Chris. I've never uh, done one of these, and I was trying to find it, but I was first <laughs> in here, so I found it pretty quick. Uh, but, you know, for me, this is, it's always awesome to get, to, for me, I've done so many movies with Kevin, and, uh, you know, playing Jay in all the movies is, uh, you know, it's second nature, but it's always fun, Zach and Miri, and then uh, now this, Kilroy, to do other movies and play different characters. So uh, this was a blast for me as well. So um, I'm Jay was, oh, can I step yeah. in as director? Yeah, please, Jay, as a guy do. who's, as a guy who is, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, directed Jay for years and kids, I don't, you know, we, we joke around about uh, uh, directing, uh, it, it, you know, it's, I'm sure there are people out there that take it very seriously. I like to just make pretend with my friends. And so Jay Muse was one of the funniest people in the world that I'd ever met my entire life, long before I made movies. He'd say the funniest, weirdest, most original things. And I'd always laugh. And, and, and people around us who lived in the area would laugh. But I would say, like, man, like, I would love to see if you were funny outside of, like, Highlands, the town we were in. Like, I wonder if other people would think you were funny. And then I used to say, man, somebody should put you in a movie. Like, I wonder if people would like Spicoli, man. You're like Spicoli. I wonder if people would find you funny. And so part of my journey begins with the inspiration of a muse who is also a muse. Like, this guy made me go like, all right, well, I got an interesting character to stick outside the store. Um, and, I, you know, I, I could just use everything Jay has ever said that I remember that fucking made me laugh. All those things like snoochie boochies and snoogans and stuff. So, you know, Jay was not a character that was written. People go like Kevin Smith created Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, Kevin Smith created Silent Bob to put next to a fictional version of Jay because I didn't want to have people doing dialogue with Jay. Jay was so fucking imminently entertaining by himself. I was like, he doesn't need somebody else. So I couldn't have him standing outside the store just rambling like a lunatic by himself. So I needed somebody to stand next to him who is essentially talking to all the time. And if that person doesn't talk to themselves, then that makes Jay, you know, the, the, the lodestar. He's the one that's going to be doing all the conversing. That's how Jay and Silent Bob were born. So the first time we get to Clerks to set to make the flick, you know, Jay's inexperienced. He'd not been in school plays. He's just funny. And so it's like harnessing a bucking Bronco to be like, all right, do what you do, but like, do it. Like when I say, don't just do it all the time, do it when the camera's on. And so for the first movie, like it was a weird process. I wrote the part of Jay based on Jason himself. And when I gave him the script, I was like, what do you think? And he goes, I don't think I could do this. And I was like, it's you. How could you not do this? It's literally everything you say. And he's like, well, look at this. It says snoochie boochies. Why would I say that? I was like, why do you say snoochie boochies? I have no idea. I'm just copying down the things that you've always said. So it took a little minute. 
like on the first one, to teach Jay to be Jay in front of a camera. Uh, by the time we get to Mallrats, the character of Jay is completely his own. He starts getting more comfortable doing it around people and stuff like that. So that by the time you get to something like Dogma, you know, which is our fourth film in, I had people like Alan Rickman and Matt Damon going, fucking Jason Mewes is stealing the movie from literally everybody here. And some of us are classically trained actors. So, you know, talent comes from everywhere. Don't, and sometimes it comes from unlikely spaces. Uh, the space it came from for us was Highlands, New Jersey. Jason Mewes' talent had enough fuel in it to rocket us this far. We've been doing this shit for nearly 30 years. Jay and Silent Bob are also going to be in Clerks 3, for heaven's sakes. And all of that comes from a guy going snoochie-boochies when we were young and me going, ha, ha, ha. I wonder if anyone else would think that was funny. So when we come to Kilroy, you're talking about a man who knows his craft inside and out, backwards and forwards. So I don't have to teach him to be Jay anymore, and he wasn't even playing Jay. This time around, and Kilroy was here, uh, Jay shows up as Chet, uh, the, the janitor um, character. That He's the, the uh, wizened, wistful, old soul janitor who knows so much about the town's rich, hidden history. Um, and the and the secrets of Kilroy, um, and then you know he's got like a M Night Shyamalan twist at the end of his segment, and Muse handled it incredibly well, man. Here's the thing, he had to act with kids, and you ain't never seen anybody better with children than Jason Muse. This is unrelated altogether, but Jason Muse hands down the best father I've ever seen in my life. He's got a seven year old daughter named Logan. And, you know, as entertaining as this guy is to us, could you imagine if you were raised by him? You just got a constant clown 24-7 who's there to amuse you all the time. So whenever he's around kids, like we were just in uh, Fan Expo Chicago, taking pictures and stuff, meeting the fans. We did Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old. Anybody who came and took a picture and they were carrying a baby, this motherfucker just grabbed that baby, scooped it out of their hands. It was like, oh, googly goo, and just all over. Like, I won't touch another person's baby in case I drop it and shit. I don't want to be a person who drops a baby. Jay is fearless with uh, other people's children and stuff. So when we hit set, and I was like, you're going to be acting with these kids, he took to it like a fish to water. He, the kids were charmed by him. You know, I think it's because the kids we shot with in the movie, you know, like nine and ten, uh, chronologically in their age. And Jay, even though like he's in his forties is about nine or 10, you know, emotionally. Uh, and, and, and basically they bonded, they were able to hang out as like-minded individuals, but watching them work at this day, a stage in the game, um, is, is amazing because I've been standing next to this guy professionally or personally for the better part of 30 years. And I've watched him go from, uh, somebody who's funny in a room to, to somebody who has his footprints in the cement at Groman's Chinese Theater out in Hollywood. And that's how legendary Jason Muse is. I turn it no. over to somebody else. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, and I'll turn it over to someone else too, but but I do want to say, I also would like to be in this Canadian uh, uh, you know, movie with Chris. So I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> this is how we do it, man. Like, look, like we, if we're minting Kilroy as the first movie, on secret space with secret and, and with, uh, and with legend perhaps that is where we go. Can I make a make, suggestion? I yes, want to, I want to name the movie. Can we call it the A team? Oh my God. Let's go. That I is like fucking it. brilliant, dude. Don't say that shit out loud. Somebody can turn down to a website and steal it from us. That was, well, that was literally fucking great, man. I'd watch it. 
fuck yeah, that's hysterical. We get to make a bunch of Canadian jokes. You're Canadian? Come on. I know. I, look, man, I, you don't have to sell me on it. I was sold before coming in. I know you guys are amazing. It's been amazing to hear you guys talk about the experience, how much respect you guys have each, for each other as artists. I want to make sure we get a little bit, since we've got Guy here, and guys, the Secret Labs, the Legendow team, they hang out a lot in Israel. They're eight hours ahead. They're thinking about dinner. They're thinking about bedtime, but they joined us <laughs> out of the goodness of their hearts to drop some super awesome details about the, the technical experience. So while we've still got them, since we've spent a little bit of time talking about the movie, Guy, is there anything you want to say about from a technological perspective? Like you guys pulled off a crazy feat here. You found some insane artists who wanted to do something crazy that had never been done and you helped them pull it off. What was that like? What was that collaboration like? And how did you guys go about solving some of the technical issues behind all, all the things that have gone into making Kilroy a reality? And big props to Guy and his team, man, because they were working up to like the last second like it's easy to easy to make the movie to turn it into the nft to what what these guys did it, very painstakingly difficult and future forward thinking guy take it away tell them how good you are <laughs> thanks thanks a lot for the compliment guys um uh first of all look i mean when when the opportunity came by and you know when we first talked to kevin there was no question that this this is something we want to take on and to be very honest, it was clear to me that from a technology perspective, like Secret can do this better than anyone else can. But the one thing I didn't say, and maybe I can reveal it now, is that, you know, we had a, we, we had a short timeline. This was something that we wanted to push, uh, you know, within like two to three months. And even if the, 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 the technical aspects of Secret can actually pull this off in a way that no one else can, like actually delivering this, as a product, as an experience that is fun for people to see, because at the end of the day, you're minting an NFT and you're opening the NFT and you see your new Kilroy and all the stats. And you see the, the uh, by the way, each NFT has like, like a private, uh, it looks like a, a, a comic book video with unique content and each one of them is different. Um, so, so that's really cool. But at the end of the day, the biggest and most important experience of the NFT is that you get to see the world premiere of Kilroy and you get to see it on the same website, the same place where you minted and, and just building an experience that is a secure, b real and doesn't use like any crappy shortcuts, which I can get into, but see eventually as a user, like you actually see the movie, you can move, you know, uh, you, you can rewind, you can fast forward, you can pause, you can do whatever you want with it. Actually have a good, solid streaming experience. Like companies, even like Netflix and and and, and, and all those, like they spend uh, thousands or tens of thousands of hours um, to, to make that experience seamless. Now, obviously there's still a lot to do, but I, I, I played with the mean today and, you know, I've been seeing the process and it just... I didn't. I didn't believe when we took on this project that we would be able to get to that level of uh, of quality. So I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, very proud of the team. And um, without getting too much into technicalities, if you really wanna, if you really wanna real read how this works from a technical perspective, why this is something that has never been done. And there will be people that will tell you that this has been done in, in the blockchain and actually go and explain why this hasn't been done and at least not done properly. So I, I posted a, a tweet earlier today, a tweet storm. It really gets into the finer details 
And uh, I, I, I got some comments and people were like, you should turn this into a blog. So we'll turn this into a blog. But just at a very high level, I think what's really important here is to understand that um, uh, the movie is visible as, as an NFT. It's visible as a secret NFT, which for those who don't know, basically means that only if you buy the NFT, can, or mean the NFT essentially, can you actually get access to the movie. Now, a trivial way to solve that is essentially to have some website out there, a Web2 website, you know, my, a, a, a server running in, in my own garage, right? That basically uh, holds the movie, and and if you uh, bought an NFT and you show me uh, that you bought an NFT, then then you can you know you you can get access to the movie and run it from the server. That's what most people do, but that's not Web three, because if you know my my server in my garage stops working or I decide to shut it off or I decide to not honor your NFT rights anymore then you're gone. The content is gone. You don't have access anymore. And we didn't really solve anything. Like we didn't really invent anything new. So what it was very important for us to do is to make sure that there are no gatekeepers, no intermediaries, um, secret labs, the entire company, all of the development, all of the developers, Every one of us can disappear tomorrow, but you will have access to your Kilroy, to Kilroy the movie, and only you will have access as long as you own the NFT forever, right? As long as secret network and these decentralized systems, which are built to be so resilient, like the internet, that they last far, far longer than any of us, as long as that exists, you will be able to to get access to, to your NFT, to your movie, without asking anyone for permission. And to me, that's the amazing, that's the amazing feature. That's the amazing achievement uh, in this part. Phenomenal. I mean, that's so much, oh, there's so much in there that we could dig into, but just like the fact that this has never been done before, the fact that Secret as the layer one technology behind this makes it possible for the first time in Web3, but taking it back to that global message about creator empowerment, artist empowerment, and ultimately community empowerment. Everybody who's going to mint their own Kilroy becoming a part of the story and removing as many intermediaries as we can to make that a more direct connection between the artists who are up here on stage and the community who's listening to them. As much as we can disintermediate that, we can, we should. It makes things better. It makes everybody happy. It makes more stuff get made, more awesome creative stuff get formed. Um, I think we got out a lot of these talking points around the tech. I think we've hit a lot of things. I just want to restate before we hand it over to the artists one more time. Uh, restating, Kilroy Mint is live for whitelisters. The public mint is going live very soon. I think at the top of the hour, uh, the link is pinned here up at the top. If you're new to Secret Spaces or any Twitter spaces, again, you can pin tweets. Look up here. Look on your mobile phone. Look. You can go. There's a link. There's the tweet. It'll take you straight to the Kilroy Mint page at kilroywashere.io. And then you've also got another pinned tweet here. If you want to claim a Freedom Mint NFT just for attending this Twitter space, you can. There's some information in the pinned tweets as well. You'll need to click that link to go to Stash, claim your Freedom Mint badge. The code is LEGENDARY, all capital letters, because you guys are all legendary for being here. You can claim your badge. You can see what's in the private metadata. You can become uh, an 
even deeper member of the Kilroy community for doing so. That's all the housekeeping. So back over to the artists. Uh, let's let's take it back to Kevin. I mean, Kevin, you're full of stories, and feel free to hand it over to any of your co-conspirators at any point if you think they'll be good voices on the subject. Uh, what was it like then? You know, you've worked with these guys in so many settings as actors. So now, what is it like thinking about creating something that you know is going to be seen by maybe a completely different audience for the first time, a different kind of community? Like, how have you been thinking about that? What's been your experience getting to know? some of those people for the first time who may not be the traditional Hollywood audience, but are maybe even more passionate about what you've been creating. Yeah. Between uh, Decentralized and VCon, I got to meet a lot of the audience in the real world. Um, uh, some, uh, uh, some online, but most of them there. And I was welcomed. Like, you know, I, I, I was not treated like some kind of <clears throat> carpetbagger or like, oh, this smells like a rug pull. I think authenticity can smell authenticity and, and like a lot of creatives in this space, a lot of people look into the future, a lot of people looking for creative freedom in ways that, you know, maybe they don't find right now spaces that they can't get into. When I got into, we made clerks, it was much smaller world. There were a couple of film distributors. There were a couple of TV channels. There was cable. It's not like it is today where there's like streaming networks everywhere it's tough to make a movie that could get into a movie theater unless you're like a Marvel movie or something like that, something very large. So, you know, the independent film artist would be challenged today. Like uh, the, the independent film artist I was in 1993 when I made Clerks would be challenged today. I wouldn't be thinking about, oh, I'm going to sell this movie to a studio. It just wouldn't seem possible. I would go into... The cryptoverse, man. I go into the metaverse. That's where I'd be because people here are just as inventive, just as creative. It's the same spirit, man. Like I, I've been in, welcomed outside in the real world. Whenever I talk about, hey, we're going to mint Kilroy as an NFT, you know, I get a zillion opinions from people, uh, and uh, you know, most of them very negative, and most of them having no idea like what we're talking about, not knowing much more than a few lines that they've read in an article about, about what we're trying to accomplish. And so, you know, for me, I've, I, I entered the business as like an indie artist, as somebody who's like, I'm, I'm not going to wait for somebody to tell me I can make my art. I'm just going to make it and I'll figure out how to show it or get it out there afterwards. Um, that's why this appeals to me so much, this metaverse, man, Web3. Because we could do something like take Kilroy and franchise it amongst people who are who are passionate about first like buying it, like you know, uh, oh man, I want this Kilroy NFT, and then once they've got their own Kilroy, if they're passionate about storytelling, they get to make their own, and like that could be that's what we're hoping the. The, the sequel is the dream here is to make a franchise of Kilroy pictures. This is the first. And, you know, I've shot directed the whole thing, quote unquote, directed the whole thing. And this is the template. You see how basic it is. It's like, Oh, they're a little morality tales, just like the twilight zone, but not nearly as, as, as smart. Um, everyone's got their own generative piece of Kilroy art. When they get the Kilroy was here, NFT, that's their very own Kilroy to do with whatever they want. So, you know, that version of Kilroy that they have, have dressed up at different things. 
You can use that in your story, the way he looks, or you just take the Kilroy character like we used him in the movie. Because I had a conversation with Guy early on in the process. Guy was really cool about this, man. Like, I was like, hey, man, so those Bored Apes people and Reezy Witherspoons, like lady NFTs, whatever they are, the women NFTs, <clears throat> everybody gets to own that. That they, they own it beyond ownership. Like, it's theirs to do with as they please. Like, it's their trademark, their copyright, whatever. Can we do that? I said, with, with our Kilroys? Like, can we give full ownership? to the people who pick up Kilroy's here to the, their NFT. And he was like, that's up to you. You created Kilroy was here. And I was like, well, I didn't really like Kilroy was here. Something I took from the world, man. It was a world war two thing. The first meme, if you will, um, you know, the little guy hanging over the fence with his fingers and the long nose says Kilroy was here. So I didn't feel any sort of sense of ownership myself where I was like, well, what if it was community owned? What if the people, you know, who are the consumers first time around come become collaborators the second time around? So the dream is, though, you know, I know not everyone's going to do it. Some people are like, look, I just want to own a thing. I don't want to make a thing. But for some of the people that buy Kilroy was here, they're going to make a Kilroy short and or cartoon, submit it to us. And that is going to be the bulk of what the sequel to Kilroy was here, like Kilroy is back or Kilroy's coming hard or whatever the hell we call it. Um, I will direct a framing device to kind of keep it together. That way we could have four or five completely different works of art, stories, films, cartoons, shorts, what have you, from all these different directors. And then those directors co-own the whole thing with me. They all get a piece of it and stuff. So the collaborator, the, the, the consumer becomes the collaborator and then the co-artist for heaven's sakes. So like you're sharing directed by credits with me and a bunch of other people who make the next chapters of this. That's the dream. Cause if that's the case, we just keep doing this forever, man. Every time we minted another Kilroy, there'd be a new audience and people going, wait, I can make a movie and maybe I'd be in this movie with these guys and profit with them and stuff. Like, Done and done. Like, you know, you can make your own flick. You certainly don't need us. But, you know, if you want a little attention for the indie filmmaker out there who's like, how do I get noticed in a sea swarming with content? This is one way. You make a better Kilroy than Kevin Smith. And that's easy, kids. Kevin Smith, very untalented. So you make your own. You're slammed in together with kevin smith shoulder to shoulder people are watching his shit your shit your name's in the credits right with his name welcome to the business like people hear about these kevin smith projects because he's very loud and he talks about them quite a bit <clears throat> so that's just one way to do it if i was like an indie filmmaker today going like how do i get noticed i'd be like this killer thing is a no-brainer like i could shoot a short and now he's giving me the content and rough a rough idea for structure oh my god this is a cakewalk there's some people out there who are just like, I can do something like this in my sleep. Please do, because that's what's going to make up the bulk of the next movie. Now, for some people out there going, I don't want to watch a movie made by people who say they could do it in their sleep. Well, then you don't ever want to watch a Kevin Smith movie, because <laughs> Kevin Smith movies are only movies that I could make in my sleep. I'm not <laughs> talented enough to make much larger movies than that. People always go like, don't you want to make a Marvel movie? I'm like, God, no, that seems like so much responsibility. And a lot of time. 
I talked to the Russo brothers, man. That Endgame picture took like over a year. I ain't got that much time in my life, nor talent to tell that kind of story. But the kind of stories that I love telling like are small enough that they're within my reach, man. And it's always been that way my whole career. So, you know, I'm never that person like, it's got to be bigger, it's got to be better. I'm like, no, tell the story by any means necessary, by hook or by crook, large or small. Like, just don't let it sit in a drawer somewhere. So the idea of building the Kilroy sequels with the people that are buying the Kilroy NFT today, that's thrilling to me, man. And that's a story in and of itself. And like a, a new kind of business model moving forward in this space. I couldn't do this outside of the space. If I was like working with a studio, because the studio eventually has to put your movie out, right? Some, some form of distribution has to happen unless you're doing it yourself, you know, taking it place to place for quality, as they say. So imagine like I just made Clerks 3 with Lionsgate. Imagine if I turned around to Lionsgate and was like, hey, I want everybody to co-own this with me and then they get to make the sequel as well. They'd be like, you're, you, we can't do that. There's no business structure for that, for everybody to own this thing, a community-owned project. Meanwhile, over here in this space, in Web3, it's absolutely a possibility because the rules have not been written and set in stone yet. Here, the rules are still kind of being invented daily. As we see here today, uh, Secret, Legendow, Guy are doing something that I don't think they thought they were going to be doing two years ago or even five years ago or when Guy even got started. Um, you know, they, they, they have gone from like working on privacy to working with Quentin Tarantino when he did his NFT to now working with us and releasing a film. It's like their business has grown and changed in ways they didn't imagine when they began. And that's because this space is so inventive and creative. It allows for like quick turns, for pivots in ways that other businesses that are kind of well-established and stuck in their ways would never allow for. So uh, it's thrilling to be here, man. It's like you can take the audience and make them co-directors with you. The thing that, that I really appreciate about this, and I'm going to uh, jump on this, squash this Kevin Smith self-deprecating humor of not being talented. I think one thing about Kevin Smith, besides being amazing, amazing writer, a great director, but also a visionary for many, many years. And Kevin mentioned starting Clerks and kind of selling that bare bones, selling a movie at Sundance or whatever it was. When I found out that Kilroy was here was going to be the first ever NFT uh, minted movie, A, I thought this is absolutely uh, like, I've never heard about this before. How revolutionary is this? How crazy is this? But also how Kevin Smith is this? It's the modern version of selling your, your picture. Uh, and I did say the word picture, see, it's from the 70s, see? Uh, selling your picture as an NFT. It's, it's a modern day version of going to Sundance and, and you know, s s selling a film there. And it just really fit the whole vibe of what Kevin has done in, in, in his past, what he's going to do in his future, and taking advantage of this new form of, of media. And, and I've had a couple NFTs that I've sold, uh, sold out the last six months, eight months, and it is a whole different world than the modern day you know, press and junkets and premieres and all this other stuff. There's a whole world 
in the crypto world that people don't even know about yet that they're going to know about more the next six months, the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years. So when movies are being released on a regular basis, Marvel movies are coming out as NFTs. Once again, Kevin Smith will be the first, the pioneer. Oh man, you're too damn sweet. Um, It's, it's, I, you know, as an, uh, I'm 51 kids, I'm an old man. So it's tough to find uh, new doors to go through for heaven's sakes. And, uh, when I was younger, it was easier to find new ground. Like, you know, as an indie filmmaker in the early nineties, I was part of like a first wave. <clears throat> I was like, uh, I got into podcasting in 2007. I've been podcasting since then. Um, you know, I was online in 1995 with viewsq.com. So there are many places where I, I've been early. Um, and, you know, that gets harder to do the older one gets. Here, I honestly feel like I was early, where I was like, wow, nobody else is doing this yet? Like, I don't get it. Why not? And we should probably give props to the guy who's held both of our hands as we've walked into uh, the metaverse, uh, into crypto, into NFTs, into Web3. And that's uh, um, David Shapiro over Absolutely. at Sensecore. Yeah, he, David did the drops with Chris, and they've done amazing gorgeous fucking nfts and they got this cool story project that they're doing um david was the producer and is the producer of course he's he's still with us um uh, over at uh, semcor on kilroy was here he was the one that brought me down to sarasota we teamed up with the ringling college of art and design and uh made the a series of shorts there with the students It was such a blast and then that's what we put together into the film so david is the guy who's been like speaking to me the the whisper in my ear about nfts uh, before anybody else like he was an early adapter man of crypto i think he bought like some of the first bitcoin and whatnot so you know just as friends on a set making a thing you you bullshit you chit chat and and between takes and during that chit chat you just get to know people david would talk about his his hobbies his passions um I think uh, Chinese medicine being uh, the first one um, and uh, and um, the second one being NFTs and, and the cryptoverse. And so, you know, he would talk about the way I would talk about comics or the way I'd talk about hockey. He was like, oh, this is jam. He obviously likes that stuff. But after doing it for so long, like and, and him kind of walking me into it and we did a drop with him as well with uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Crypto Studios. We did Smoking Tokens. Like even before that, I said to him at one point, we were working on Kilroy, you know, because we were having to wrap it up. And then, of course, it's like, what do we do? We're going to try to take it out and sell it to somebody the traditional way. And and then I was like, well, David, you love NFTs so much and you love crypto. Has anyone ever released a movie as an NFT? And his eyes lit up. He's like, no, not yet. And he's like, we could do that. Like, we could be the first. I was like, it's your, it's your movie, man. So, like, you get to make the call. And naturally he was into it. You need somebody adventurous to do, to go on an adventure uh, in short. And, you know, if I was like, uh, Hey, I want to do this. And, and the person who produced the movie, financed the movie was like, I don't want to do that. No, then it doesn't get done. But I had a partner who was like, you know what? That sounds like fun. It could be like history making. We could be the first. And uh, so David has been like a friend to the crypto verse semcore and i are working on our next big project building a kind of a little universe and stuff but semcore going to be the producers going forward of course of the kilroy sequels and maybe we get david and uh and guy in as producers on on the a team 
our Canadian James Bond movie. <laughs> May want to check in on the trademarks there before I, we go down that rabbit hole. But I, I'm just telling you now, I'd watch the hell out of it. Right? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so I want to break in just one second because we're getting to the top of the hour. And normally that means we wrap up, but not today. Today, we're going to go as long as we can keep people on here because we really wanted to get to some community questions. Plus, the top of the hour today means something super special. It means the opening of the public mint for Kilroy is here. So again, if you're in this Twitter space, scroll up, see the pinned tweet, click the link. That's going to take you directly to the Kilroy Mint website, kilroywashere.io. You can mint your very own Kilroy. Uh, so as we're coming up to the top of the hour, that starts in five minutes for the public mint. Uh, I wanted to start adding some people to the stage here just as speakers so you can ask your questions. I'm going to ask because I'm sure a lot of people have questions that if we're starting to respond to a question, we wrap it up in like five minutes so we can get to the next question or at least the next prompt. I know we kind of are doing things pretty fluid and I love it. So uh, if you've got your hands up already, I'm going to start adding you one by one up to the stage. Y'all can ask your questions. Please keep it brief. Um, Please know over self-promotion of whatever is going on. Try to keep the focus on the guys that we have here on stage. They've taken time out of their very busy schedules to be here. Um, but I'm very happy to start bringing people up. I'll do it in the order in which I saw you. I can't guarantee it's the order in which you put your hands up, but I'm going to add as many people as we can here to get their questions out for the awesome people we've got on stage, the Legend Out team, Kevin and Jay and Chris. Let's start getting people up. Uh, be patient as I do that. I'm going to probably do it about two at a time. So I'm adding our first two people now with their hands in the air. That's Carlos and Emir. Go ahead with your question, Carlos. I see you're already unmuted. You got you got a question for the guys who are up here on stage or at least a fun. Yes, yes, please. Um, big fan from Liverpool, England. Um, I just want to ask, were you talking about the NFTs and we own the NFTs? I'm not, not very technical savvy. So we buy the Kilroy NFT. We get it. We own it, as Kevin was saying. Now, I'm, I'm not very good filmmaking. I wouldn't even have a clue how to do it. But my little girl, she's great at making things um, online. Would she be able to use my NFT if she wanted to use Kilroy in it? God, yes. And let me tell you something. There is nothing more gratifying in this life than making some art with your kids. So, you know, she's talented. Great. You need somebody like you to make things happen, uh, a battery. The, us talented people are only ideas people. We need somebody to produce, man. And what better producer uh, can a girl have than her dad? That was the relationship, right? You said your daughter? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a, what a golden opportunity and what a great thought. Yes, she could absolutely tell the story, make the thing. But make it with her is what I would urge you, man, because okay. you'll have those memories for the rest of your life of like, we did a thing together. Like, how old is the daughter? She's 12. All right, think about this. You know, you're, there are very few years left in which she's going to be interested in playing with you, so to speak. <laughs> the, the way to keep that going is by playing the way she wants to play. And if she's creative, uh, if she's somebody that's a maker, uh, you get to make along with her, man. That's a beautiful sentiment, but absolutely. And and on top of that, that accent is magic, man. Just fucking magic. You need to come over here sometime, Kevin. Jay, Chris, I've met you in Liverpool, so I know you know Liverpool. But, yeah, come over, Kevin, sometime with Jay. Hopefully we, we get to come over there and we go on tour next. I would love to. I've never been to Liverpool. You need to. Thank you. 
Thank you for answering my question, everyone. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Amazing, amazing question. Amazing sentiment. Agreed. You know, like what? If what you can a make golden it a family, opportunity! Such a golden opportunity that is. It's like, oh my god, yeah, man, you you got full ownership. She can make the thing. Like, go, go, and do it together. That's beauty. That's amazing. All right, Emir, you're also up on stage. Did you have a question for the guys here? Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, first, uh, congratulations on Kevin Smith for doing something so inno innovative. And um, congratulations also to Legend Dow and Secret Network today. And thank you. Thank you for this. My question is, have you have you started like uh, using the Secret Network and the dApps, checking it out like a uh, stash, the NFTs you were talking about, NFTs, like uh, the viral NFT, the socks and all this, the merch? Have you have you checked this out? Is that to me? Um, to you and even even for Jay and Chris, you know, like um, oh, absolutely. I've been checking it out by virtue of the fact that I've been rubbing shoulders with the secret and legend Dow Cats for a while, and along the way, you trade information. They were sweet when we were in Austin uh, for Decentralized. You know, they were picking our brains about the movies. You know, like uh, Mallrats and and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and we were picking their brains about like. What exactly is privacy? Can you explain all this? And and so I've gleaned some stuff from hanging out with them um, and have checked out their stuff naturally because they're our partners. Um, but Chris and I can't speak for Chris and, and Jay. Well, what I'll say is, is it's interesting to me when I did a couple drops, like I mentioned earlier in the year, uh, just how much of a different world it is, one, and two, how misunderstood nfts are because much like for example i don't know podcasting 10 years ago nobody knew what the fuck a podcast was and it was almost like oh what's a podcast why would you ever want to do a podcast what was that who would even you know you get a press day and they put you on a podcast like, what does this even mean put me on the local radio station or, or then you realize that the podcast is not the wave of the future it's the wave of now and it's the new way of doing long form interviews AKA promoting your stuff. It's the same with NFTs as we've seen physical um, mm. items are pretty much becoming obsolete. DVDs, cassettes, LPs, albums, books. Now it's all pretty much based on your phone or on your computer. And to see movies and music and, you know, graphic novels and all these other things existing in NFT world, the people that get it are at the front of the wave. The people that don't are behind the curve and behind the wave. And in five years, when they finally catch up to it, something else will probably exist. So to me, it's so cool to be learning all of this technology from Semcor and from Legendow and from all the people that are involved, the whole crypto space. And as Kevin mentioned, David Shapiro kind of leading the way for us and explaining this new world. I remember when I first heard of an NFT, I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was like a form of like, uh, a fungus or something like that non-fungible token i thought it was like some kind of a weird mushroom that you find in your in your front lawn i'm not even kidding so i'd rather be ahead of the curve than behind it and i'm learning every single day both with the drops that i've done and being a part of, of kilroy was here so it's very exciting for me to be in this uh in this world and kind of being in front of it rather than behind it yeah and I, I, same with chris I, same I, exactly what chris just said that's sort of where i'm at I didn't know what it was in the beginning, and I was so confused. But, but as I got to go with, uh, to a couple of these cons and stuff like that, I'm learning more. And it's there's so much 
there's so much to it that it's uh, it's still taking some time for me to absorb. But but I'm definitely glad to be part of this and something fresh and new. So I love it. The uh, the idea of privacy, which is the, basically what secret is built on, for heaven's sakes, is anathema to those of us in the entertainment industry because like there's nothing private like you know it's especially in the age of social media you're everything you share everything in an effort to uh make your uh art succeed and stuff and the idea of of privacy versus like but wait we want everyone to see it you know it it was it was a conversation or two that we had to have where they had to define what the idea of privacy is and why they've worked so hard for a decade on uh, on privacy before you know jumping into the nft space so it's been i got to see this company make their moves when they did the the quentin the pulp fiction nft so you know they kind of went from just this this uh, and i don't say just in a dismissive way but solely about the privacy network to like dealing in entertainment in in some strange way. And that led them to us. So melding our two technologies, our two medias, if you will, the two things that we bring to the table, it's like, thank the Lord they're good at what they do. And thank the Lord I'm acceptable at what I do because I could bring them a movie and then they can take it into secret and, and make their magic. But I mean, to be fair, full disclosure, when I make a movie with a studio, I, I, I'm not, you're only as familiar, you know, as, as your brain allows. Dealing with Guy, who is absolutely delightful, is a, a constant reminder of how fucking stupid I am. So <laughs> I have to have those conversations sparingly. Otherwise, by the end of the day, I just walk away going like, you're a clown. You're an asshat who's accomplished nothing in life. And you're actually working, working with legends at Legend Dow, who are brilliant people who are working on the future, who are visionary. It's so weird. Like at one point, Jericho was like, uh, he called me a visionary. It was just so sweet. Guy is a visionary. And he's been working on a vision for so long. Today, it's not even necessarily him completing that vision. Today is just a new chapter gets added to an, an ever-expanding uh, vision. Uh, that, it, you know, with a technology and a medium that like, he saw early on was going to be important in the future. People are going to want to make sure that their shit is their shit and that it's secure. And so rather rather than just be like, I'm on this path and I'm doing this one thing, he's allowed his path to incorporate us. Um, And when he tries to explain how that all operates, that's when my mind melts. Uh, So I, I know as much as I can handle, uh, the rest is a lot of math for a guy that was terrible. <laughs> actually, I, uh, Kevin, first of all, thank you very much. I, I, I actually, actually working both with you and with Quentin has uh, taught me, you know, uh, to appreciate how, and I, and I know you're, you're, you know, you're, you're talking a bit down on yourself on that. I would say the opposite. I'm astounded at the, at the genius that is, you know, being a filmmaker. And there's a reason why, you know, people like you are at the top. And uh, despite everything that you say, it's, you know, I've learned just in the showtime where conversion in Austin and through this project, I learned a, a, a hell lot more than I learned from 
most people I encounter um, for a much, much longer period of time. But putting that aside, putting that aside, I think the importance of privacy, and I think this project you know, illustrates it very well, is that people, when they think of privacy, they think like, okay, let's hide in the shadows, let's not show like what we have, but that's not really the point. Privacy, beyond being a basic human right, beyond be, being something that we very much want to uh, need and care about, and we should care about like companies not hoarding data about us, monetizing it and using it in ways that are completely opaque to us. But even putting that aside, privacy is functionally needed. And this is something that this project shows us. Um, and, 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 I'll, and I'll give a very concrete example, right? When, when uh, 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 take Netflix, for example, it's centralized, it's all that doesn't have the benefits of Web3. We can talk all day about like, what it means. But at the end of the day, Netflix needs a limited form of privacy because they, the, the privacy that they need, they need the content that they distribute to be, um, I guess, viewable uh, by any one of their subscribers, but not viewable, right? It's a bit private from anyone who's not a subscriber. Their business model depends on it. The fact that they can, as a studio, support so many creators and again, putting all the, the problems with that model aside means that technically speaking, um, they need privacy. And if you go into Netflix and you digest it, you would see that they use encryption and they use all these like crazy mathematical, cryptographic, whatever tools to achieve that. Because without that, it's just not usable. So what I'm trying to say is that privacy is really about usability. And this is something that we're trying to show to show here, what we're doing with Kilroy was here is essentially we're trying to take the, the Netflix model, which says, okay, we need to access control. We need to make sure that people who uh, participate in this, buy into this, collectively become a part of this, get access. Other people should not unless they also participate in this because that's a model that works. We just want to do it in a much more open and decentralized way that doesn't really rely on any you know, one specific party. But it all gets back to the same thing. Privacy is needed for usability. It's not just about hiding your data. Yeah, it's also this idea that we've talked about before, both directly and on these public spaces. There, there's an idea of the sacred in privacy, right? If anything is supposed to be sacred between the connection between someone creating and someone consuming, or sacred about the connections within a community, where those people want to build connections with each other, but not necessarily to people who are coming from outside the community, who don't have the cultural context, who don't have the familiarity with what's being created, right? You want to be able to onboard people into those ecosystems and communities. But when they come in, like there's certain things that are secret at the beginning that they get, you know, they get taught about. They're, those cultural lessons, being indoctrinated into content, forming those connections is an extremely human process. And there's not a lot of great ways in the, in the NFT world right now to be having technologies that can actually allow you to replicate those processes in the, in the digital realm without relying on somebody centralized all over again. So we're super excited to see how Secret can be a part of like these deeply human processes for forming connections, creating art, sharing art. Because if there's even one person, even one that you want to be able to control, like I want to share it with this person and not with somebody else, you're going to require privacy to accomplish any of that. Um, it, it makes it a really perfect fit for this project, but really 
any project you would be thinking to do with NFTs or with blockchain at all. Um, we have a bunch more speaker questions, or, or we've got like 10 hands up. I want to make sure we get to enough of them. Uh, one I've already brought on space uh, on stage, which is peace. And as soon as that question gets asked, I'm going I'm to bring up somebody else as well, just so we can get through a bunch. Hey guys, I got it's Jericho. I got a split, but thank you so much for uh, including me on this, and I'm very excited to see where this goes in the future. And thanks to David, and thanks to Kevin, and I love Jason Muse. He is my spirit animal. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Stay in touch, man. It was awesome to have you up here. All right, peace. Are you here to ask your question? If not, I'm going to start adding people that I saw with their hands up as well. Uh, I see. I've just added Tupac to the stage. I'm going to add Charlie to the stage. Tupac, did you have a question for these guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, huge fan of Jay. Uh, I just love the stuff that kind of comes off behind the scenes and stuff. I just I love your story, uh, Kevin. Love your movies. So um, glad to be here. I I'm a filmmaker too, you know, I focus on like, you know, documentaries and stuff and the idea of exploring NFT space as a way to like share your film or get it out there was like alien to me. Like I could not figure it out because just, you know, growing up in the old model of where the money comes from and then what that means for your product, um, it's ingrained. And so I just want to say like, I'm learning so much about what the potential for um, dis distribution could be and exposure because I always thought it was like a, you know, Doing something like this would be almost a way to bottleneck your product where no one could really see it or few, fewer people can. And um, I'm curious, that, like, what, what was the, the, the convincing factor? Did you come across this fear as well, Kevin? Or is, what, what convinced you otherwise? Or was it never a fear? Did you always see the potential of getting this out to people? Or was it a timing thing? Um, I'll tell you, there's a lot of fear. I'm very easy to scare, man. Um, whenever I post anything about taking this step about like, Hey, we're making Kilroy as an NFT, like the world comes at me and, you know, tries to kind of scare me off. Tell me this is a bad idea. This is a scam, blah, blah, blah. All these things that are just patently untrue. And there was one time in my career, I've told this story before and, and I don't know, maybe it's, maybe, it, maybe it's a good example, bad, but this there was a time before we made the movie Red State, before Kickstarter and Indiegogo existed. Um, you know, I had a million MySpace followers or something silly. And so we were talking on an episode of Smodcast, me and Scott Mosier, I think like episode two. Like if you got a dollar from every person, you know, who follows you on MySpace, you can make a movie. And so I had this movie Red State that I'd wanted to make for years and we never found a place to do it. and so. You know, me and John Gordon, a friend of mine who produced the movie, we came up with the idea to do a website called Red State Green and the dot com. And the idea was it was essentially Kickstarter before Kickstarter existed. Like, you know, people who wanted to see this movie could put in a, a buck or two or whatever they wanted to. And um, they'd get posters or whatever. And, you know, we'd get the, whatever money we got from it. That's what we were going to make the movie with. And, uh, you know, we spent about 20 grand building the website uh, back and this is back in, you know, 2008, I think 2009, I think it's 2008. Cause I remember I was doing a press junket and I think it was for Zach and Mary mega porno or it was for, no, I think it was for Zach and Mary mega porno. And somebody asked me like, uh, what are you going to do next? And I said, uh, Oh, we're building this website called red state green and we're going to raise money, make this movie red state. I've been talking about for years. 
And somebody wrote an article off of that that said, ew, Kevin Smith is going to beg for money for his next movie. And it scared me. It got me, it, it terrified me. Like I was embarrassed and I was scared. I was like, oh my God, like I, I, I feel bad that I've been made, I, they shame me. And so instantly I called up John Gordon. I was like, we can't do this. And we killed Red State Green and we went the traditional route, mercifully found people to finance the movie. Um, but it took a while, a while longer. And, you know, I guess it was about maybe a year later, maybe two, Zach Braff became the first filmmaker who, you know, did crowdsource financing on a movie. And I think the movie was Wish You Were Here. I can't remember the title. But um, the fact that he went through that door first, you know, I kicked myself forever because I was like, you were there. You were on the threshold of doing something new and of a, a, a voice of a stranger with no skin in the game scared you off of it. If those voices, if the internet had existed when I was about to make clerks or thinking of making clerks, it would have scared me off of making clerks, man. A bunch of people being like, you suck. You're terrible. Don't do that. It's a dumb idea. I'd be like, okay. And I wouldn't have done it. So, you know, I thought about that for years that, that like, you know, I could have done this thing first and it would have been, I don't know, open a door for others. And then look, in Kickstarter and Indiegogo happened regardless of shit. So here we were, you know, on the talking about bringing Kilroy was here out as an NFT. And every time I get like a wave of negativity, it's a reminder of that from people who would never even come into this space. People who know very little about Web3 based on reading a few lines in an article or reading an entire article and making up their minds fully, completely and saying, I just don't agree with this or I just don't like this. So, you know, it's, it's tough when a bunch of people are like, you're, you're wrong. You're doing the wrong thing. You just got to kind of reach back to the roots and remember, like, there was a time when, you know, I, I right or wrong, be damned, move forward you know, just take the step. Otherwise you're stagnant. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the step and thank God I took the step. I've had a blissful time with the good folks at secret and legend out and, and coming into this space. And now like a potentially got a franchise going forward that I'm going to make with the people that, you know, bought the first NFT. So all of it leads to something positive, but yeah, there's always fear, man. Um, I also had the concern you were talking about is like, well, wait a second. Doesn't this mean I'm cutting myself off from a larger audience? It, it really doesn't. It means you're jumping into a pool with a far more observant, passionate audience that wants to see you succeed. They're not channel surfing. They're not just jumping from app to app looking for something to watch. They believe in this space and they believe in like what the future can look like and bringing art into it like is a no brainer. It's an artistic space. The non-fungible oh, token wow. allows for the image. So I, there's, I could, I, there is a fear I that I felt like, like, oh my God, but you're limiting yourself. But, I, and, and this is me being completely honest, man. And I know this is like anathema to some people, but like, you know, we, when you're an artist and it's weird when you make a thing and you're also selling a thing, when you make art and you sell art for a living, I wish I could just do make art and not have to necessarily sell it. The commercial part of it, you know, is always the part that threatens to uh, diminish the fun 
of making the art. You know, it's, it's fun as fuck making a movie, as you know. Then the work comes. Like, it ain't work making a movie. The work comes when you're like, okay, now we got to sell a movie. And yep. that's the actual job. So my whole life, I've been selling movies to as many people as possible. That has always been the model. Like, you know, just car- carpet bomb, widest possible audience, doing junkets, trying to hit everybody. Spending, spending as much on the marketing as you did the movie itself. Oh, or spending more. We spent $5, yeah, million, do- yeah. $5 million making Clerks too. They spent $10 million marketing it, selling it. It did. I hate that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's ridiculous math. We could have used more money to make a better movie. Instead, yeah, we right, tightened like- our belt, and then they just poured money all over it to market it. So here, I've always dreamed of releasing a movie to just the people who want it, and that's it. Like, you know, never mind having to show it to uh, 100 critics three of which are interested. The other 97 are like, I would never watch this bullshit in the first place. And it's made by an idiot like this. And so, you know, then you're getting all the fucking terrible reviews and shit like that. Like I, I, I figured out a way with the tours, like on Jane Silent Bob reboot roadshow tour, every night we had a screening, it was bliss. There wasn't a single person in the audience who, even if they disliked the movie, they were like, look, I overpaid to see this. It's a party. I'm enjoying this. Like, it was foolproof, man. It just meant that like everybody in that room was there because they wanted to be, not because it was yeah, their you, job. Like, you removed that carpet bomb method. Yes. So you don't need to satisfy people who were just kind of walking by. Oh, I'll grab a soda. Oh, I guess I'll see a movie too. And they have no investment in it. You're dealing mm-hmm. with targeted audiences as you go through. It's, you know, that's amazing. It's basically like how, you know, musicians do live shows. They sell their tickets and they're performing to all fans. Bang. Whereas the radio, they could just turn the station any, any second. You are absolutely right. It is the, the here. I always think like we're doing something new. And in podcasting, like at one point I was like, I'm getting an advertiser. This is brand new territory. Like, cause it was early. I was like one of the first persons to have like an ads on podcast. And then you realize like, oh, this is what TV was like. You know, they were like, TV's expensive. We need somebody to pay for the TV. Let's get a sponsor and stuff. Ours was Fleshlight. <laughs> that was my first sponsor as a podcast. <laughs> um, you know, you have to go with the audience where the audience is interested, so to speak. So Dude, here, absolutely. same kind of uh, deal. Like the notion of, of like looking at this as new, it's not. It's like what musicians do. Musicians make an album. Your favorite band for years has made an album. The, the studio controls the album. The label controls the album. The freedom is when they get to go out into the world and perform. And, you know, that's, you're, you know, you're not hitting the widest possible audience. You can do that on the radio or, you know, on Spotify nowadays. But these targeted, intimate sessions, like, you know, that's what the music business is, is kind of founded on, touring business. You're right. Really. So I'm in that just exposition inside. Kind of, kind of that model. The idea of limiting the audience isn't scary to me because you're not limiting it from people who want it. You're just eliminating people who don't even want to hear about it. Yeah. Dude, well, Kevin, I really love that answer. And it honestly inspired me to kind of continue looking for uh, like more NFT related, like funding options. Cause honestly, like that, it's not bottlenecking it. You're just, you're just targeting your audience. And that's something I kind of missed in my assessment of the situation. So thanks again. And I don't have another question, but I do, um, one of my best friends uh, painted a uh, velvet portrait of your your late dog. Uh, oh my god, it's in my house. Yeah, uh, that's. I'm just. I, I'm touched to know that it made it to you and that it's there. 
Um, it's uh, my co-parent and uh, mother of my child, and she's just an amazing, amazing painter, and uh, her heart and soul went and stuff like that. And no, oh, it's kind fantastic. Of my, my, to you. my wife cried, man, when she saw that. No way. Yeah. That's so touching. Really, I'm gonna, really she's beautiful. Gonna, yeah, uh, Diana's her name, and she's going to just love to know that. And she's, she's going to freak out that I'm even that I'm talking to you about this at all. <laughs> this so is pumped, magic. So I love this. Please tell her that I said thank you. But also, uh, here's the tip, man. If you're interested in, like, uh, companies that are, hey, man, we're interested in making pictures. Um, decentralized Pictures, Roman Coppola works with these cats. They are get, they're getting involved with, uh, we're doing the, our very first film festival, the Smod Castle Film Festival. And they're giving away, like, this, uh, like, uh, goods and services prizes in the crypto space they believe in the same sort of thing they believe the future is in this space so i know i'm going to be doing this uh contest with them where people submit their stuff and uh they pick a winner and then they give them a whole package to go out there and shoot something so sniff around that company man they're they're, decentralized what was it called decentralized dcp decentralized pictures and of course the other company to sniff around is right here man like secret and legendow are moving the the needle forward for filmmakers in this space. Like I feel bad for Guy and his company because just like me, I saw, you know, the Quentin light hanging over him. I was like, this guy worked with somebody I love. And so, you know, and also he does what I do. Like, you know, he makes better versions of what I do, but like, he's also a filmmaker. And so they got another filmmaker. And so that's not going to stop now. You know, Guy is going to have to change his number because every filmmaker will be reaching out to be like, well, you're the person in this space because two people, you know, who forward think like uh, have worked with you. So what are you going to do for me? And uh guy's going to have to awesome. explain privacy to him. It's going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Kevin. Thanks guy. I'm, I got some stuff to look up. If you guys are interested in UFO documentaries and trying to find those, I'll be, I'll Fuck, be yes. Sure. I was, I was going to say, it seems like UFO document. I saw your username and all your, all your profile. I was going to say UFO stuff seems pretty good for, for secret branding too. So if you're thinking about doing it and you're looking for a network, like you obviously can see a lot of people sitting on the stage ready to help you uh, out. But yeah, we'll, I'm going to be we'll, on we'll your guys' heels. Uh, definitely check out my films. They're, you know, they're pretty based. It's not like random UFO, you know, <laughs> scratchy videos. It's all theory. It's all story. Oh, but it should be cool. <laughs> was that, I think Jason Mewes jumped on to do the, the X-Files theme. Was that what that I was? Tried, <laughs> I tried. It was, a <laughs> it was uncanny. It was uncanny. Guys, I know we got to let Kevin go in like five minutes. So I want to make sure we got a few other people. We have Charlie, and then I also brought on three panel crimes. Can we try to get in both of those questions before we wrap up? Thanks for all the, I mean, that was critical answers to go into, especially since we got a lot of creators in the audience. But Charlie, are you still here to ask a quick question of these guys? I absolutely am, and I'll make it super, super brief. Uh, First, thank you so much, Legend Out. Thank you so much, Secret Spaces. And of course, Jay and Kevin for for this. my my question comes on the tail end of a quick comment, and that's Kevin. You've proven that the options are are gatekeepers and passports. What you've done with your tours for people like me hasn't made the audience for your stuff smaller. It's made it infinitely larger because I never go alone. My girlfriend, my ex girlfriend, are are avid supporters, and it's going to be no different with Kilroy. But that thank you that's awesome man i never thought of it that way that's really awesome i mean but it's 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 ridiculously true because it went from clerks being recommended at blockbuster to my brother 
to starting, I mean, my social circle, and I'm pretty popular, you can tell because I'm on the internet. Um, <laughs> all of us, uh, you know, we talk in Kevin Smithism, Jason Muse, what started as a as a kid in Jersey, talking glorious nonsense has become the love language for a generation. Uh, oh, has no business being as important to me as it is, but nonetheless, it's true. My question, You're going to make me cry, Charlie. Oh and my Boo God. Boo Kitty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't talk about my, my girlfriend's nickname. On, on this case. Um, yeah. I, I'll make you cry anytime, Kevin, because I feel like that's what the Kevin Smith Club is all about. We'll talk about that another time. My question for you, Kevin, with all of these avenues of different ways of including people, do you think it's important to choose one as the main touring versus the NFT? Or is the space such now that diversifying it is more important? I'll shut up now and let you answer it. But again, the idea of tours being one avenue of getting your people to see it, NFTs being another, both coexisting, one over the other, where, where do you sit on that? Um, I think right now I'm, I, I know how to do tours because we've been doing that for so long. And right now I'm learning NFTs, but I could see what our future is going to be is like the ticket will be an NFT, which will bring you into the event. But then also after the event, you can watch the whole thing because we'll throw it up on the server and then have like an after party long after the event happens because you you can maintain interactivity with the audience. What starts as a simply a ticket or key to get into the event itself then kind of becomes obviously a keepsake that continues to get added to like so after the fact they could watch the same show that we went to and then we could have a, a an event like online or in the real world um because i got places to go i got a, a theater in new jersey smod castle theater um and i'm on the verge of buying a movie theater um uh, in my hometown the theater i used to go to as a kid with a bunch of my friends so I'll be able to hold real world events um, in conjunction with those. But I can see working it into like the, our entire ticketing system because, you know, you, you, I, most people I meet keep the tickets to the events that we go to. They're stubs, if you will. Um, this would be a virtual stub that you can hold on to forever that would also act as a key to future content and interactivity and community. Like that's what happens. Like suddenly you're meeting a bunch of other people that went to the show. Maybe you didn't meet them there at the show, but you're meeting them afterwards by way of the NFT. So, uh, you know, it's that to me is the logical crossover of the two. But right now I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm a, I'm a great at one, but like I know how to do one pretty well because we've toured Red State, we've toured um, Jane Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. We've toured Jane Silent Bob Reboot, and now we're about to tour Clerks Three. And between all that, we've just always done live shows. That's predominantly how I make my my money. It's it's not from the movie business. Heavens, man, Kevin Smith movies don't pay. Um, predominantly, I make my money from like going out in the world and seeing y'all and sitting down, telling stories, or doing podcasts and or touring a film. So now that like we're deep in with the good folks at, at Secret, like suddenly the idea of like, hey, our ticketing maybe becomes, 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, I hate to add one more thing to Guy's plate, but it's like he, he could be the next Ticketron. <laughs> you know, if we start working with him on like, hey, man, these NFTs are all our passes to go into events and whatnot. And then the events continue even beyond that. You know, I'm sure like it always sounds good, but like the guys who actually like it's easy for me to be like, oh, you'll be able to do all these things. And guys sitting there going like, it's going to take us 10 years of fucking development to get there. But actually, you know, Kevin. Kevin, Go. I don't know if you know, but the, but the event in Austin that we did, it was kind of like a preview, right? Where we sold NFTs. Those were secret NFTs. Each one of them had like a three-word password. And so in the at the entrance, like you had to prove that you have the NFT by telling the, the three-word password. And each one was unique, so you can only use it once. That's ingenious. See, he's already working on it, kids. Always forward thinking, always in the future. Um, then that's the way I could definitely see combining those two. Uh, there's no reason for those two streams to say, stay separate. I'm just stepping into the, the second of those two streams now, get my feet wet. And you can be sure that those two will cross over, Charlie. That is glorious. Thank you again, everyone, so much for your time. Kevin, you'll never get the credit you deserve for revolutionizing aspects of the business, but I, I'm going to keep preaching it to me and mine. Can't wait for the next event can't wait for kilroy uh thank you thank you thank you endlessly uh, i love you sir everybody i love uh, you charlie I, oh my god lord you're, you're the one i'm doing it all for it sounds like you're the one who's went to all this nonsense we've done thank you for that keep keep making stuff i'll keep needing it desperately in my life and also you just tell me when i'll quit my job i'll run a movie theater by quick stop i'll run that i'll figure it out <laughs> oh don't tempt me with a good time man <laughs> I'll send everybody my resume. Don't worry. Thank you again, guys. I'll acquiesce my time. Bye, Charlie. Trying to, I'm actually trying to buy quick stop. Um, we've been working on it for a few months, so Charlie could be a distinct possibility. <laughs> get ready to give up. <laughs> get ready to give up your life. Go jockey that register, man. <laughs> well, we're we're wrapping up the spaces here. We we've been going for about ninety here, and I mean I've loved absolutely every minute of it. I can't thank everybody enough for being on here, Kevin. Do you have time for the one more question? Because I did have one more person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All oh, right, please. then let's then let's talk one one sec for uh, three panel crimes. Was the last person I brought here on stage. After that, I think we're probably going to have to wrap it up. And if you want to get more of Kevin's attention, I think you're just going to have to buy his Kilroy. Uh, but go ahead, um, three panel, with, with your question. We'll wrap up on that question, uh, and then we'll do the goodbyes. We'll remind people how to mint. Remember, the public mint is live. There's a pinned tweet here right now. You can click it. You can go there to the Kilroy was here website at kilroywashere.io. But go ahead, three panel. What was your question for these gentlemen? Sweet. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, thanks for being here. This has been great. Hey, uh. I started doing um like comics on the internet uh, a couple of years ago just because I was tired of like having all the uh the toll booth operators in terms of uh you know the creative process um kind of similar to you know getting rid of the guy who uh always wants you to fight a giant spider at the end or some shit like that. Hey man, <laughs> I hear you man. There's always somebody who wants to tell you you can't do a thing because the world is a crab pot, man. And like, if yeah. you try to climb out of it, a thousand legs pull you down because misery loves company. And, you know, some gatekeepers, of course, like they're entitled to be like, hey, I own a business. So I, I get to decide whether I want you or not. That's totally fair. It doesn't mean that we can't be able to make stuff 
ourselves. That was like the foundation of my entire career was going like, well, I'll never be good enough to make something for money. Let me just make something for fun. And oddly enough, that led to a career of doing it for both fun and money. Dude, half of the stuff that I've been doing usually starts out as a joke behind a fucking comic book store. <laughs> nice. And, now, that's, and that's the best. That's the best and most real shit that will connect with somebody because at some other comic book store in some other fucking city, somebody's sitting behind it doing the same fucking thing. Like, that's the only reason my shit ever worked. Like, Clerks and Mallrats are two movies that people just get the characters. Like, for years, I heard that. They're like, oh my God, I know a guy just like Jay. Oh my God, Brody is my fucking cousin. Brody is me or something like that. It's that identifiability, man. And like, if you bring what you do in the real world, like sitting in the back of a comic store and coming up with funny shit or shit, period, anything, um, there's somebody out there who's like, I hear you, I feel you. And there are a bunch of them. And the thing is, some of those cats won't take the step of actually turning it into a thing that you do. Maybe they don't have the time, maybe they don't have the inclination. But when you take your step, they're so super supportive of you because deep down inside, they're like, that's what I would do. They play you like you're their avatar. Like, yeah, that's what I would do, man. I would do that sort of thing. So all, when you th think of a thing, a dopey thing, a dr dream of a dopey thing where you're like, ah, this is just something we do. You'd be shocked how many other people do it as well. And there's an audience waiting to hear you. Yeah. No, it's been great. And with NFTs, it's actually been a way to like monetize some of this stuff which has been amazing um i guess my question was more so towards like the comic book industry in general um and the the general like i don't know man there's been cats that i've been working with for like years and they'll find out like oh you're doing nfts like you're a terrible person that eats babies and hates the environment and i'm just like oh <laughs> all right uh, hi. um I've, I've, I've gotten a, but a, a, bitch, a bunch of that myself. And in your case as an artist, I'm sure you've been lectured by people who are like, they just steal art there, man. And you're like, but I'm the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because I got like a bunch of uh, folks on Instagram and I don't think any of those people have spent any money. And then the people over here on Twitter from like, you know, NFT Twitter have, you know, paid for my fucking dog's cancer treatment last year. Shit Look like at that, that man. So, That's beautiful right, right there. Yeah. yeah. So, the audience just, uh, is where you where you find it, man. And it's like I again, I know there are a bunch of people out there that like think NFT is a, a, the three dirtiest letters ever put together or something like that, but you know, it I always liken this arena to the arena of fine art. You know, people walk into a museum and some people will pay millions of dollars for an image that moves them. And in the real world outside that museum, people are like, "What?" Why would you do something like that? But like people, art is valuable to, you know, it's in the beauties in the eye of the beholder sort of thing. So like, if you don't get it, it's fine. Doesn't mean it's some yeah. sort of scam. Doesn't mean it's something that like, you know, is destroying the planet. Doesn't mean any of these negative things. Uh, it, it, you know, it's just something that you're not into here. I'm not into sports. I'm not into baseball or football, but I'm never like, oh, they're the devil. What are you, 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 you're into football? Well, then you're into Satan. Like, no, it's like, I respect everybody's right to enjoy the thing that they enjoy. So I, I've taken a lot of shit, my friend. I feel you, man. Like, but at the end of the day, that's always outside of the sphere. Like, you notice how you never take shit inside this world. Mm -mm. You're welcome. People are like, 
uh, here, man, come share. As you said, they fucking paid for your dog's cancer treatment for heaven's sakes. So, uh, you know, I, there's, it's for me, I'm, I'm going to continue to maintain a foot in both worlds and hopefully sooner or later. And I believe this will be the case. Those worlds are going to cross over. You know, I've said it a few times, but I think if this Kilroy was here, NFT works like, I apologize. You're probably going to buy Terminator 2 yet again as an NFT, you know, as one of the most repurposed movies that they've released in so many formats before. Because the studios will, if they think there's a nickel to be made by selling you one of their movies as an NFT, their entire libraries will be here and available soon. So, you know, right now it's a, it's the, it's a dirty word and, and it's a space that when you're in it, it's not a dirty word. It's welcoming. It's, it's candy land in here. The moment you step outside, it's a bunch of people throwing slings and arrows. But, you know, once they're all coming here to buy Spider-Man No Way Home on yet another format on NFT, I, all that bias, I feel, will go away. I think you're smart to do what you yeah, do. And I mean, you look, you're an artist. You sell your art for a living. Any place where that art can be sold is a good place so long as it's not hurting anybody. And where does art ever hurt anybody? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think good art is just something that fuels recognition in somebody. Like they recognize something within themselves and go, oh, okay, I relate to that. And it inspires them in weird weird ways. Like the same way that some people like, this is my pump up song. Like this is going to sound goofy, but that's how some people feel about a simple image, man or a complex image in this arena. Like, it's something you look at, and it just fucking makes you feel good. It puts you in the right place, the right frame of mind. The world is full of shit right now. Like, horrible things are going on left and right. Sometimes we need to reset, look at something that reminds us, like, not of the sturm and drang that's out there, but of what's really important. And sometimes what's really important is something that's simple and beautiful, something that can be appreciated and remind you who the fuck you think you are in this world, who you want to be as well. That's the same of every piece of art out there, whether it's music, a movie, a book, an NFT, man. It's like, it's, it's important to somebody. A lot of people dismiss this as like, oh, it's some financial scam. I'm like, you guys keep trying to turn it into money. It's not about that. It's about mm-hmm. like, you know, for me, the easiest way to equate it to people when they try to put it down is like, that's dumb. I'm like, do you have any digital baseball cards? They're like, of course. I'm like, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> Do you play video games and buy like <laughs> exactly only like you don't you're in the metaverse you just don't know yeah. it yet ah man i mean i'm I'm excited to see like what happens in terms of like the actual publishing side of like comics yes with like nfts because i kind of feel like we're at a there's so many parallels between like you know physical collectibles and the digital ones and yes. i feel like it's the most ironic thing that the audience that is the most primed for like buying shit is also a lot of them are really uh, against it for whatever reason. So I'm excited Just, to see what happens, you know, in terms of like a digital issue of a comic book being just as valuable as like a physical issue. And I think um, the ownership part of this is key. Like that's the new thing is I can go straight to the guy that likes my shit and he can own it. Isn't that amazing? Sharing the upside. It's, it's great. It, it is the thing, guys. Is is the thing. And honestly, like the one thing I'll say as we got to wrap this up here, the one thing I'll say is like that. That I think is a very, very common vision in in the traditional 
media space. Like that's the connections that people want. The whole idea is that this new world of Web3 NFT was supposed to be about the same thing, but we got a long way to go from a technology perspective, from a community perspective to make it possible. Today is like one of those leaps forward, right? Where we are just like, we're trying to land on the moon, right? So maybe today the rocket's taken off. Finally, this starts the conversation down the right path about what's actually possible with this stuff beyond what did people think NFTs meant to people. The more we can just chip stuff and show them this is actually what it can be when you get the creators in the room with the technologists together with the community, finally, this can start to mean something different than the headlines. The headlines are always either overhyping it, underhyping it, whatever. But this, what's going on in this room today is definitely real. And I love the stories that have been shared. I'm so grateful, obviously, to have Kevin here, the Legend Out team here, Jay here. We had Chris Jericho earlier. We obviously have Guy here as well, who shared a much more perspective from the technology side. Uh, Mint is live again at kilroyishere.io. One more time for, for Kevin, Jay, Guy, is there anywhere else that people can stay in touch with you guys, follow your work, obviously follow them here on Twitter, but anywhere people should be keeping an eye on in the near future? Uh, for me, I just I just want to add that uh, the um, three panel like we were talking about comics real quick. We're we're gonna we launch our comic book imprint, Secret Stash Press, that we're doing with Dark Horse in September. The first book that's coming out is called Masquerade. Um, it's my first vigilante book that I created with uh, Andy McElfresh, a guy that I do a podcast with called Education, uh, one of my friends. And the art is by uh, Captain Ribman, who did some of our, one of our first NFTs we ever put out was a Blunt Man and Chronic number one cover. And he did it. It was beautiful. So um, that's our first book. Our second book comes out a month after that. It's called Quick Stops. It's an anthology book that takes all the characters from the VSQ universe and crosses them over. Um, that's our first year. That's how 2022 begins. What I'm thinking now is in 2023, um, in one of our book runs, because they'd like to do book runs in, in issues of four, like four issues of a story. What I think we're going to do in 2023, based on what three panels talk about, and three panel, maybe this is something you want to be involved with, because of course we'll need art for it and stuff, is the first issue will come out in stores. The second issue comes out as an NFT. The third issue comes out in stores. And the fourth issue comes out as an NFT. So we split the release um, of, of one and the other. And maybe we see if we could bring those two audiences together, you know, as long as that NFT is super cheap and it could absolutely be um, that. And then also create out of it. Like if you've got that, the NFT of the comic, then we create a mini comic con out of it where we could do an online event, Q and A's and stuff like that. So Good ideas are where you can find them, kids. And Three Panel came up with a nice one. So 2022, it won't happen. That's when we begin the physical production. But 2023, I think this is something we're going to have to try. Yeah, man, that would be cool. I'd love to chat about it. I've also been thinking about how to put, um, like, digital advertising in the back of, like, digital comic books. But you can lease out the space. Anyways. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, Ooh, that's later. smart. Yeah, like the old school comic book ads for the weird yeah. shit. I'm like, why doesn't someone do e-commerce with that? That is genius. And they're because that means you're forcing them to be fun as well. Like yeah. just like they were in the old comic books. And yeah, it's a like clever shit, way, clever way to like 
to bring in a way to finance it. Like, you know, if somebody wants to advertise, that money's going to help you build it in the first place. And it could be clever and creative. That's a good idea. You're full of good ideas, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll reach out on uh, Twitter. You got to take that with a grain of salt because I'm, I'm the guy that made yogos, or so I'm not full of good ideas. But And my ideas are few and far between. But I'm telling you, those are strong fucking ideas. There's somebody who's thinking about the space and thinking about what it's going to be in the future. And just in those few comments, you made me think about it as well. Thank you for that. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Where can they find you, Mr. Muse? Oh, sorry. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash jmuse, J-A-Y-M-E-W-E-S. Also on Instagram and social, all that Facebook, all that's jmuse. Uh, yeah, man. So, And again, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited about this. And I hope everyone has a fantastical day. And I'll be seeing you soon, Smittles. Yeah, no, me and Jay are going to, we're, we're now an hour late for a photo shoot. Well, you uh, are. I'm here, for, baby. You're there already? Yes, sir. I don't play games. Nah. Oh, my God. See, I'm sitting here at my desk trying to be all responsible. No wonder. I, every time you spoke, it was like, wow, wow, wow. All this background <laughs> noise. You, you're speeding your way over there. So they can start shooting with you. and not, and, and 100%. Not, all right, yeah. that's good. That's good. All right, so the, the day is not completely off schedule. But we didn't want to stop doing this, man. We were having a good time chit-chatting no, and whatnot. And also, in the beginning, we spent so much time talking to each other. It was beautiful when we got to open it up and talk to everybody else. Um, so we, we could do this again, man. Absolutely. Please, yeah, let's do it again. Thank you, everybody. Have a great, fantastic day. Maybe the Snooch next – Maybe Nooch. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Mr. Yeah. Snooch. There he goes, the little Snooch yeah. kids. Uh, forty eight, still the little snooch. But uh, guy, maybe we should do this again, like in a week, like the you know the update to be like for everybody who has their Kilroy, so we could chit chat about the movie or something. Um, but you know, and do another Spaces event. That's that's a beautiful idea. But in any that's case, I mean, Kevin, this this was amazing. I got a lot. I'm sure everyone got a lot. We had a lot of people in here, so this was this was fantastic. Excellent. Well, if we had, if we did it once, it means we need to do it twice. So we should do it again, and we'll do we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> like this is the Kilroy minting party, and the next one will be the like Kilroy kicking party, where everyone can be like, "I hate your movie, Smith," you know, and weigh in and shit. <laughs> but I'll take it from them because they bought it. Sounds perfect. <laughs> done and done, kids. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna go take some pictures with Jay Muse. Uh, remember, Kilroy was here making history today, being minted. Uh, go get it, please. Join us. Go in get it. Space. Yeah, I, go I'm, get I'm it. reaching New out legends. to you, my future, my future uh, collaborators on the Kilroy sequel. Uh, come join us, Kilroy kids. We'll be there, man. We'll be there. Thanks, everybody. Love it. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We do this every week. We'll see you next week on Secret Spaces. New guests, new good stuff. I there it is. So we'll do it next massive. week on Secret Spaces. <laughs> if you came back, we'd bring you up, man. But every week, every week we bring people together here to talk about issues just like this. And this week was super exciting because the Mint is live. Go get your Kilroy now. Kilroy was here. .io. Follow everybody you saw on stage. Stay tuned for the next steps on Kilroy, on secret NFTs, on how the legend is going to continue evolving. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you here next week. All the love in the world from the secret ecosystem, guys. You guys are crushing it. So glad to have you collaborating with Legend Dow, the Secret Labs team, and everybody else.
Secret legend. I love you guys. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy Kilroy. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Secret Spaces. Kilroy Party with Kevin Smith and Legendow. Recorded on Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, I don't know. I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll. Tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road. Gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in. I'm delivering the meaning. I I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.